0: Hello there, newcomer. Welcome to the Life Tips Podcast. My name is Nate, and I'm here to help you navigate through important situations that affect our everyday lives and provide a roadmap for you to make the best decisions in the future. The fun part is that each topic is unique to whatever you're going through. And it doesn't matter your youth, or gender. Everyone can benefit. So sit back, enjoy the ride, and let's discover how we can live our best life today, enjoy. What's up world? Hey world. It's Nate. Welcome back to another Life Tips podcast episode. And uh so this one's going to be a little bit dicey cuz it's going to be faith-based. But before I go there, just want to again reiterate that you're listening to this podcast live on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more thanks to Anchor. Everything's free app distribution. Uh, The app is free, excuse me, distribution to streaming platforms is free, you can even make money off your podcast. It's literally a one-stop shop for podcast development. So all you have to do to get started on one of your own is to go to www.anchor.fm, download the app to your Android or iOS device, and start recording. Like I said, this is going to be dicey. Because today's podcast episode is actually going to be faith-based. Some of you are probably thinking to yourself, but Nate, we already know what you believe. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of people don't actually know what I believe and why I believe it. Because the reality is, even if, you know, you're not a believer, you believe something. And if you are a believer in Jesus, then... The Bible is what you believe. I believe the Bible too. But it's a little bit different. I grew up. Essentially in. One of the best churches. In the DMV. At the time. It was called Life Church. And my pastor took us through. The Bible. The proper way. With the Greek and Hebrew. Involved. So I know scripture from that angle, because I've studied all that stuff for myself, not to the same extent as my pastor, but enough of it to where I basically know what is and isn't scripture. But there's a little bit more that I want to tell you about, which is where this podcast is going to come in. And if you're thinking, Nate, why isn't the Life Tips podcast explicitly religious, explicitly for a Christian audience, you will find out why as we go through the episode. So, let's start off with the whole Christian naming scheme. I don't use that term. I primarily tell people that I am a Christ follower, I follow Christ, Jesus, etc., etc., because, see, modern-day American westernized Christianity is blatantly screwed up. The reason for this is because we as humans have added on extra stuff that the Bible does not prohibit. So today, or more like tonight, I'm going to dig deep into what following Jesus actually should look like while simultaneously exposing the church and modern-day Christianity for what they've turned in following Jesus into. And I've got two books here that will help me. I'm going to make reference to that a little bit later. But to just get started, Christianity is a religion even though it's not supposed to be. That's the first point that I want to make. At its core, following Jesus is about living the life he lived, When you look at scripture, you'll notice that prior to redeeming us all on the cross, Jesus always spent his time helping people and he reserved his harshest comments for the religious leaders of the day. Jesus went to parties, weddings, etc., and performed miracles. In fact, Jesus spent most of his time with broken people. (laughs) But yet for some strange reason, we in the modern day world don't live like Jesus did. The reason for that is because following Jesus in day-to-day life has become a religion. Rules, regulations, do this, don't do that, stay away from sinners, isolate yourself in this explicitly God-honoring bubble, do not love the world, etc., etc. The reality is that the Bible says there are things you can't do, But there are other things mentioned in scripture that aren't directly stated by God, quote, you cannot do this, end quote. Instead, it's referenced in the Bible, but it's left up to us in order to do or not to do. This is referred to as Christian liberties, the weaker brother versus the stronger brother concept, gray areas, etc. The other reality is that certain scripture verses are taken out of context or misinterpreted. Like, do not love the world that scripture is not saying that you can't love the things that God created because he created the world let there be light the world is the globe it's definitely not restricted to just American culture there's different cultures there's the Hispanic culture there's you know, the Asian culture, Filipino culture, there's places outside of America, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, <laughs> and the place that I want to go the most is the UK. Talk about culture. Huh. The UK is amazing. I have always wanted to go there and I will go there. Because the English dialect they speak out in the UK is way different than the Americanized version. We still speak the same language. It's English. But it's different. There's different cadences. and So that's all a part of culture. Which is amazing. That's the world. That counts as loving the world. What... Do not love the world is actually trying to say is don't wrap your head around the belief systems, ideologies, and patterns of the culture that don't line up with God's word. Simply put. So, yeah, Christianity is religion not supposed to be a religion it's not supposed to be about rules and what you can and can't do but it is and that's what people interpret it who are believers and churches I'm not letting y'all off the hook there are churches that don't correctly teach what following Christ should actually look like Because church culture and church denominations have come up with extra stuff that was not meant to be in the Bible and made it a part of the Christian life. And whenever I say Christian, that's going in air quotes, by the way. So do air quotes whenever you uh, hear me say the word Christian. Anyway, let's move on. The sacred-secular divide is real and it's dangerous. And this is where I'm going to get super, super, super deep. Shout out to my guy, Lecrae. He was the one that actually got me hip to this way of thinking, way of living, and all that jazz back in 2013 when he came to Liberty University to speak. I was there, I was a freshman, and I had just come out of, I'll say, a legalistic church environment where I basically learned all these religious things. And so what Lecrae talked about, basically, he talked about how there was a sacred-secular split in the faith world. He detailed what it looked like. And I'm telling you guys the truth. My life would never, ever be the same after hearing that message. I started wearing jeans to church and dressing down. I swore off stepping into the church wearing a suit and tie ever again. I still wear a suit and tie now, but it's only for specific business days if I do wear suits to church, it's going to be tailored to what I would want to wear, and more interesting. I wore hats in the church despite the ushers not telling uh, despite the ushers telling me not to in other words, the system of religious rules and outright stupidity because that's basically what it was stupidity that I grew up with meant absolutely nothing to me anymore. I was basically liberated by out liberated from outdated thinking, thanks to Lecrae. Similar to how Kanye, Candace Owens, and other prominent Christian conservatives, which it's the group that I fall in line with, are on this wave of thinking that the Democrats are to destroy everything, but they can't because God isn't on their side. Oh, burn, I just roasted the Democrat. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Moving on. Not long after Lecrae spoke at liberty, his book was released. It's called Unashamed. If you haven't read it, go read it. It details not only his shift musically as an artist, but his life shift. Why he went from a church junkie to a cultural phenomenon. Not long after he started it, Andy Mineo went down the same path. They're the ones, honestly, that get the most heat from within Christian hip-hop, CHH, and the quote-unquote Christian community at large. You know, you want to know why? The reason why is all based upon different lifestyle choices. And as painful as it is for me to admit it, I went through the same thing. I've been a public figure for almost four years now I think 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, I'm sorry, five. Been a public figure for almost five years. Started out with my blog and then transitioned over to speaking. Now I've got the blog and I'm sorry, the podcast and speaking. And so within the last five years of being a public figure, I basically went through the same thing that Andy and Lecrae went through. In other words, I made some decisions that other God-fearing individuals around me, they didn't like. and I took the heat. But just like Andy and Lecrae, I have a solid support system of people around me who back where I'm going, they believe in me, and they support me to the end. One day, Cray, Andy, and I will all be verified on social media together, able to speak into the world and have thousands of people weigh in basically what that means is that let's just say this podcast blew up figuratively speaking and the media was at my house and news outlets were calling me and all of a sudden i had to start going all around the world or around the US speaking and the podcast would be heard by the entire world and then i would have verified accounts on social media and So let's just figuratively say that that happened. And I was up there with the Kanye's and the Taylor Swift's and the Selena Gomez's of the world that, you know, live with microscopes. I'm literally not afraid of that. I don't mind it. It Means I have to quit my job because I would basically be getting paid thousands upon thousands of dollars to do what I love for a living. Speak podcast. And I would have a team of security following me around. I would live in a nice house with a nice car. You get the picture. I wouldn't mind that. So that's what I mean by one day Lecrae and Andy and I will be on the same page and able to do the same thing basically because they're basically where I want to get to. But that doesn't mean that I'm not growing my public figure life. Now I am. I'm getting there. I'll be verified one day. I'll have money to where I can not work a regular job and just go around speaking and get paid to do it and podcasts. I'll get paid for that one day. And so this is the part where I'm going to go into the two books that I have with me. I have Unashamed, of course, and then I also have Jesus is Greater Than Religion by Jeff Becky. Now, he uh, he did change some things around. He did admit some things that he was wrong about in this book. But he still stands by the majority of what he wrote. And now he's coming out with a brand new book called To Hell with the Hustle. And I cannot wait to buy that and read it. ...and support Jeff Bechthe all over again. But essentially, Jesus is Greater Than Religion. It's a phenomenal book that piggybacks off of his super popular Jesus is Greater Than Religion video. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. And just like Lecrae's book, I've bookmarked some pages here that underline what I believe. And so based on these men's books, helping me ele- they've helped me elevate my spiritual and biblical understanding along with excerpts from Total Truth by Nancy Piercy and so on and so forth. I still have to read her her entire book, and I will, but yeah. Without further ado, I'm going to go into these books and kind of read some excerpts, and then I'm going to finish up talking about the importance of standing your ground when it comes to what you believe. Now, I'm quoting... So, this isn't me plagiarizing. This isn't me, you know, claiming that these words are my own. They're not. These men wrote these books. But before I start quoting, what I am going to say is the Bible is not the only source that you can learn from. It is the number one source for believers as Christians. We should go to the Bible and use it in our everyday life and. That's how we communicate with God, and that's mainly what we believe. But that's not the only source of belief that we can have. And so this is where I'm going to dive deep into what I believe. Of course I believe, you know, Jesus, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus. I believe all that main stuff. Yeah, of course. But there's more. And it has a lot to do with where I'm at spiritually and how I live my life. And so this is where I'm going to start out. Page six of Unashamed, and I quote, Being an outspoken Christian in the music industry means always feeling out of place. This is Lecrae speaking. It's like whatever you have accomplished... Is less credible because of your faith You're in the circle The mainstream circle This is Le- what Lecrae is talking about You're in the circle But you're not really in the circle By the way, if I didn't say quote at the beginning I'm sorry Quote You fit in, but you really don't fit in When you're standing next to people Or sitting beside people It's as if you're not really there And uh, I bookmarked this one This is one of the reasons, Lecrae speaking again, I don't fully embrace the Christian rapper label. It isn't that I'm ashamed of being a Christian. I'm not. If someone asks me to renounce my faith or take a bullet in the brain, I'm dying that day. But labeling the music in a way that creates hurdles and is loaded down with baggage, plus it just isn't A true expression of the music I'm making. I try to produce music that is life-giving and inspires people to hope, but isn't just for the super religious. I want to address themes that people who aren't Christian can appreciate. There was a time when I was making music that appealed to only those inside the church, but that day of exclusivity is long gone. My albums will always have my DNA in them, I will always be a Christian, but I'm trying to do something different now. Fast forward a couple pages here. This is in page 152 of Unashamed. If you have the book, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't have the book, again, get it. It details a lot of stuff. But this is where things get interesting. Again, Lecrae says, quote, like many believers... I'd never considered what it meant to influence culture in an authentically Christian way. Sure, in Texas, I'd gotten in people's grills to tell them they needed to repent. And yes, in Memphis, I'd worked to serve an inner-city community, and of course, I'd been on more missions trips than most people I knew. But I'd never thought much about what it means to be a cultural change agent, to be, quote, salt and, quote, light in the world. Quote, my deficiency was immediately apparent to one of my teachers at the Bible Institute. Lecrae went to Bible college, for those of you who don't know. That particular teacher said, quote, you don't have a biblical worldview, quote, he told me. I was shocked and speechless. And this is what Lecrae said. What are you talking about, ma'am? Look at all the stamps in my passport. Do you know how many missions trips I've been on? Look at my resume. I've written dozens of songs that talk about Jesus. Look at everything I'm doing in the neighborhood. I'm serving kids that most people have forgotten about. How can you say I don't have a biblical worldview? Once my head stopped spinning and I cooled off, I was left with a humbling thought. I couldn't actually define the term biblical worldview. I'd read the Bible and memorized my share of verses. I knew that Christianity, I knew what Christianity said about conversion, but not what it taught about culture. Like a lot of Christians, my knowledge of scripture was mostly limited to what it said about getting saved, in air quotes, and following the rules. But also, like a lot of Christians, I hadn't spent much time considering what it meant to see the world through God's eyes. Like a ship commissioned for its maiden voyage, I launched out in a relentless pursuit to understand what the heck a biblical worldview looked like. I started devouring books on the topic, and three shook me especially hard. The first was Nancy Piercy's book, Total Truth liberating Christianity from its cultural captivity. Lecrae says, Peercy is something of an expert on what it means to have a biblical worldview. She studied under Francis Schaeffer and co-authored several books with Charles Coulson. Both men talked a lot about the importance of having a Christian worldview. Total Truth challenged the notion that following Jesus is a purely private spiritual matter. It attacked the false division between the sacred and the secular, as well as the private and the public. Christian principles are meant to saturate our lives, she said, and flows out into the world around us. I believe this as well. She also says that having a Christian worldview means utterly con- being utterly convinced Excuse me, that biblical principles are not only true, but also work better in the grit and grime of the real world. And this is what Piercy wrote that Lecrae is quoting in his book. Rather than only speaking to salvation and sanctification, Piercy taught me lecrae that being a christian empowers us to influence the broader culture rather than just teach teaching us how to get saved live holy lives and evangelize non-christians a biblical worldview shapes how we think about politics business law education and the arts christian faith is not just a religious truth she says but the total truth about all reality Lecrae goes on to say that Piercy taught me that being a Christian is not just about being saved from something, but also being saved to something. That following Jesus doesn't just save us from a less fulfilling life or eternal separation from God, it also saves us to a life that can radically transform the world around us through the power of God. And then moving, continuing to move forward through this book, Lecrae goes on to say that where Nancy Piercy left off, Andy Crouch picked up. Piercy convinced him, Lecrae, that Christians were responsible for transforming culture, but Andy Crouch equipped him with a way to do it. In Culture Making, Recovering Our Creative Calling, that's Andy Crouch's book, which I'm also going to read eventually, (laughs) Crouch says that most Christians relate to culture in four ways. Most of the time, we can just consume culture without thinking much about what we're taking in. We can also critique or outright condemn culture when it operates according to values that don't line up with our own or when we find culture alluring but are uncomfortable with really engaging with it, we can copy culture. This is the approach that produces Christian films and Christian schools and Christian t-shirts and any other quote-unquote Christian version of something. Yes, that includes Christian music. And none of these approaches are sufficient, Crouch says. The only way to truly transform culture is to create culture. And so... Um, When Lecrae got to the Sermon on the Mount, he noticed that Jesus commanded his followers to be salt and light. And Lecrae goes on to say this. How can Christians be salt and light if they never encounter meat and darkness? They can't. Moving forward, Lecrae goes on to start talking about how he would speak to people instead of at people. He goes on to explain his his church clothes album, and why he changed things within his music. For those of you who don't know, Lecrae started out as a primarily Christian artist. He talked about different things in his music that were explicitly Christian. I mean, every song had a scripture verse in it. It was Jesus everything, and you need to be saved and turn away from your you know, past life. As you can clearly see, there has been a complete 180 turnaround in Lecrae ever since he dropped Gravity. From there, it just was up and up and up until Lecrae signed with Capital Music Group, I believe. That's the name of the label he's with. He still is the owner of uh, Reach Records, but he's not primarily tied down to them. He's in a different plane now. Which is why this book came out, and his shift in music, shift in life in in general. Look at me acting like I know Lecrae, but I kind of do, essentially, because this book was written by him, so I bought it, I'm reading what he wrote, and I basically, essentially, know Lecrae from this book, even though I have yet to meet him in real life. But this is the part where I really want to get to, the rest was just filler, but... This is really what I, what I really want to get into. It's on page 189 of his book. And again, for those of you who have the book, you know what I'm talking about. Someone told Lecrae, quote, You can't listen to the radio, Lecrae. He said, You're a Christian. Those were the words of a 12-year-old named Dante that I mentored him, Binghamton. I had given him some of my music, and it was his first serious introduction to God, Jesus, and faith. One day I picked him up, and when he jumped in my car, Young Jeezy was playing on the radio. His head snapped to the side, and that's when he told me I wasn't supposed to listen to, quote, secular music. This is going to be a a long read, guys, but bear with me. Lecrae goes on to say, I asked him what he was talking about, and he explained that Christians had to stop listening to, quote-unquote, worldly music. He said that Christians should only listen to, quote-unquote, Christian music. He could listen to secular stuff because he wasn't a Christian, but I shouldn't. We kept talking and he told me that he thought Christians had to follow a list of do's and don'ts to keep God from getting mad. Wait, I interrupted. You believe that in order for God to love you, you have to stop doing certain things and start doing other things? His view of Christianity was mainly coming from me and my music. Somehow he had gotten the idea that following Jesus was all about what he did, not who he trusted. He assumed that quote-unquote Christian music was just for Christians and quote-unquote secular music was just for non-Christians. That's all false, by the way. And then Lecrae goes on to say later that most of the non-Christians and many of the Christians I know see the world like Dante did, which a lot of people I know, same thing, like Lecrae once did. They think that the view of the world, to they think that, Excuse me, let me read this right. They think they view the world through a single lens, but really they're looking through bifocals. Half the world is sacred, holy, or good, and half the world is secular, unholy, or evil. But when we see the world through a divided lens, we can easily end up living divided lives. We act one way in church or in any other sacred, quote unquote, space. And then we act another way when we're out with friends or in quote-unquote secular spaces. And the result is that the things of God rarely come into contact with or influence the world. The solution to this problem is to begin to develop a biblical worldview. Lecrae goes on to say that while nearly 80% of all Americans claim to be Christian, only 9% have a biblical worldview. If you're a follower of Jesus, this should frighten you. Because more than likely, you're in the majority and probably don't even realize it. So what is a biblical worldview and how should it change the way we live? A biblical worldview is by definition rooted in scripture. The first chapter of the book of Genesis, familiar story of a God that creates, of a serpent that tempts, and of two humans who commit the first sin. Here we find the basic elements of a biblical worldview. The first one is that God creates all things. The second is that God creates humans in his image. The third is despite having God's image, the first humans disobeyed God. The fourth one is God promises that one day the serpent that tempted Adam and Eve will be crushed. And, um, yeah. So let's move forward here. The real definition of secular. This has changed our way... I'm sorry, The Way I Do Music, says Lecrae. And he was, uh, he had just gone into the example about Daniel and how Daniel, you know, in his day, bi- sacred secular bifocals and stuff like that, but Daniel didn't see the world it that way. He saw everything as serving Jesus, even working for a quote-unquote secular king like Nebuchadnezzar. And so that whole, I, that whole, dynamic of Daniel and the story of Daniel changed the way that Lecrae does music. And he's stuck to this to this day, basically. He says, quote, there's no such thing as Christian rap and secular rap. Only people can become Christians. Music can't accept Jesus into its hearts. So I'm not trying to make Christian music or secular music. I'm just making music. Hip hop, like all music, is a good thing. I could use it for evil by filling it with violence and misogyny and profanity, or I can use it to glorify God. This is where he gets deep. He says, not every song I write has to have the gospel spelled out or quote scripture so that people will know I love Jesus. My goal is to just use my gifts to produce great art that tells the truth about the world. If I see the world through a biblical lens, the music will naturally paint a picture that serves and honors God. The same is true for you. And uh, I believe this. If you're a politician, you don't have a quote unquote secular job. If you're a computer programmer, you don't have a quote-unquote secular job. The term secular, and this is what Lecrae writes in his book, is defined as an attitude, activity, or thing that has no religious or spiritual basis. But there's nothing on the planet that God isn't ruling over. Everything a believer touches and uses in a way that honors God is, in a sense, no longer secular. We bring our sacred callings into a world that God created and called good, and that has been tainted by sin, but where God wants us to use but where God wants to use us to impact for his glory basically long story short there is no such thing as secular according to this you know what's in Lecrae's book and guys when I read this when I read everything everything that I just quoted from Lecrae's book when I read it for myself I broke Because it was the exact same thing he came to Liberty University and spoke about in person, in the flesh. It just was made more real to me when I read this book. And thanks to my man, Jimmy, Jay, you changed my life. New G Music, go look him up. He's out here killing it as a hip-hop artist himself. That man's going to be signed to Reach Records one day, I'm calling it. But long story short... If you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. Okay? Um, Thank you, Lecrae, for this book. And thank you, Jay, for buying this book for me. It really, really helped. Guys, this is going to be a long podcast, so bear with me. There's one more portion that I want to read to you. It's from Jesus is Greater Than Religion. And um, by the way, that's the doorbell. Ignore that in the background. But well, this is um page 27 of his book. If you haven't gotten Jesus is greater than religion, get it. You've got to get it. It's it's key. This is what Jeff says. Quote, some of you may be thinking, wait a minute. You can't hate religion and love Jesus. Jesus is a religion. To which I'd meaning Jeff says he would answer yes and no. If you mean religion, if you mean by religion, excuse me, I need to quote this right, a set of beliefs concerning the cause, nature, and purpose of the universe, then yes, and amen, Christianity is religion. But by that definition, so is atheism. But if we mean by religion what one must do or behave like in order to gain right standing with God, then real Christianity isn't a religion. Let's see, what else do I want to read from this book? Um, dum, 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 dum. See, do I want to read that? No, don't read that. No, don't read that. No. Let's see. Um, but Do I want to read that? That. No. Let me see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, Bear with me for a few seconds. No, I don't think there's anything else from Jesus is greater than religion that I want to read verbatim to make this podcast overly long. But basically what I'm trying to get you guys to understand, and this one is standing your ground is key when it comes to what you believe what I will do is read this I will read this the the front of this book that Jeff wrote says Jesus is greater than religion why he is so much better than trying harder doing more and being good enough the back of the book says abandon dead dry rule keeping and embrace the promise of being truly known and deeply loved and, um, yeah, so, guys, these two books really revolutionized everything for me. And that's why I wanted to make this specific podcast. This, this podcast is entitled Stand Your Ground. I don't know what you believe. You can believe something completely different than me. Or, if you're a believer, you could believe the same things as me or or not. You may have different beliefs, and that's fine. But what we don't need to do as believers, as Christ followers, is be judge, jury, and executioner over each other. It's not our job. It's God's job. And trust me, at the end of your life, you will be judged. Now, you won't be judged for what you did and you know, right or wrong. Because as a believer, your name is already in the book of life. It's in there permanently. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Once saved, always saved. You can't lose your salvation, pretty much. The only way you can lose your salvation is by denouncing Christ altogether. But... Other than that, as Paul says, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. I'm not even going to quote that scripture, but you you get the point. For those of you who know your Bible, you know what I'm talking about. So, in light of that, you're not going to get judged for anything you've done wrong as far as sins go. Because your name's in the book of life, completely blotted, your sins are gone, thanks to Jesus. You will get judged, however, for how you represented Jesus while you were on earth. That's why Jesus separates the sheep from the goats. That you will get judged on. And so, in light of that, now you know what I believe. I'm a Christ follower. Like I said in the beginning, I believe the basic, you know, Jesus is the Son of God. His death burial, resurrection on the third day. And because he rose, we rise when we die to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. He's coming back. There is a second coming. The seven bowls of God's wrath. All that stuff is in that's in Revelation. Yeah, that's happening. We're in the last days. I believe that. But there's other things that I believe that have come from these two books that have influenced my personal journey with Jesus that basically structures how I live life. And so as a result of that, I have the quote-unquote Christian community and I have the quote-unquote non-Christian community. I have led someone to Christ. Not by explicitly sitting down with them and going through the Gospels and telling them to say this prayer and repeat after me. No, 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 no. I've witnessed with my life and it's worked. And people know that. I remember one of my closest friends from PGCC, the community college, it was about the the year following the I left Liberty and went there for the first time. We met. She wasn't walking with God at the time. But because of my influence and my impact in her life, she came back to Jesus and gave her life to him. And I didn't say a word. All I did was live my life. And that's basically what I do now. A lot of the friends I have, they're non-believers. But I do have friends and people that I'd look to who are believers. But again, I'm trying to do the exact same thing that Lecrae and Andy are doing. Go into culture. Take the faith. Take what I believe. Take 116 with me all the time. I may not be explicitly repping 116 like I used to in the past, but I'm still on the team. Still, that's what this, that's still my life verse. Still represent Jesus. My walk is just different from people. I'm not gonna call out this person, but. There was a post that I put up on Facebook a couple of weeks ago about Bible translations, and that's a separate podcast in and of itself because there are translations of the Bible that are not accurate to the original text, the original source materials. And uh, I learned this from my pastor, thank goodness. But the point being is that he called me out in Facebook messages and Basically said that I looked more like the world than I did like Christ. And I'm just like, bruh, you have no idea the lengths that I've gone to over the last several years of my journey with Jesus to get to this point. You have no idea. I didn't tell him that. I didn't reply. But we did have a you know, conversation back and forth a little bit. And I did admit my mistake. But despite admitting my mistake of not really fact-checking that article I used, he still wanted to come out the cut and say that I was more like the world than Christ. Not true. And I've hoped that through this podcast, though it was way longer than anticipated, you know what this is like for me. You know where I am. You know where I'm coming from. Now you know the spiritual strengths I'm at, and how wise and how up there I am in the faith walk. No, I haven't been around for as long, but I've been filled up with so much knowledge, so much wisdom that you can't fool me. At the end of the day, you live your life the way you want to, I'll live my life the way I want to. That goes for if you're a believer in Jesus or not. And if you are a believer in Jesus, live your life the way you want to, based on your personal convictions with Jesus. And I'll do the same. We're not meant to be judged, jury, and executioner over each other. Yes, there's there's accountability, and I do have a mentor. But accountability is not supposed to be judging you for every minute thing and getting on your back, and no, 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 no. But as a public figure, I get that, and I get that a lot. But I've learned over the years to weed out the people that are just there to critique what I'm doing versus the people that are there to walk with me and ask questions and understand why I'm doing what I do. And again, if you really want to know why I do what I do, read these books. Unashamed Ashamed by LaCrae is available on all platforms, and so is Jesus is greater than religion. Get it. Read it. Then you'll know why I do what I do, why I live my life the way I live it, on top of the Bible. Stand to your ground when it comes to what you believe. I don't care what it takes. Don't let people sway you. We can have differences of opinion. We can debate. But at the end of the day, if we can't agree to disagree, then we're going to have to. Because I don't follow Jesus the same way that somebody else does, and they don't follow Jesus the same way I do. All we can do is learn from each other. And be nice and treat each other kindly. And at the end of the day, we're not not called to witness to non-believers the same way. We're just not. The way you witness to non-believers is not the way that I witness to non-believers. So, yeah, life tips. That's the tip in this one. Stand your ground when it comes to what you believe. So without further ado, I'm not going to even give out my socials. I'm done talking. I'm going to shut this off. Hope you enjoyed it. The next episode will be dropping very soon. The Thanksgiving-centered ones are coming next. And yeah, take care, everybody. Peace.